can't get enough of your love, baby. What? I wanna make love to your woman. Lay her down by the fire. Caress your womanly body. Can we stop now? You're listening to the only new legend podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. Jeff Wyckoff, aka Crayons, and this is Low Elo episode 31. With me, as always, is Dave, aka Compy386. How you doing this week, Dave? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. And we're joined by Christian, aka All Your Base 123, whose accomplishments include theory crafting his way out of a paper bag. With him is his life partner, Rin the Yordle, best known for killing me after this podcast. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. I quit. You are not prepared. <laughs> you, can, you know what? Get your own get your own top lane. I'm out of here. Excuse me. I'm not taking this abuse. Woohoo! I get top lane. <laughs> All right. Anything to get you out of mid. So this oh. week, <laughs> this week, we're going to talk a little bit about murder. We're also going to go ahead and cover the subject of Zyra hitting the League of Legends, some words about Yorick. And uh, first, though, we're going to start it off with a little bit of a conversation about the value of statistics, a uh, topic near and dear to my heart, but uh, we'll try and make it a little bit more interesting. The point is, there's a lot of statistics out there now with sites like Elobuff and Lol King that will uh, tell you, you know, what are the best matchups for each champion, what their win percentages may be, and this information can be very general or it can be very specific. And uh, the, the point is, though, you can't ever take it in all at once. There's a whole lot that you need to consider. So I'll open this up to the floor by asking, has everyone here seen these statistics being generated for really the last few months at this point? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Elo Buff is like all super popular now, which I think the full membership costs six dollars a month. And uh, these statistics, you know what I have to say about them? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> now, I, now here's the thing: I would take uh, like everything that Elo Buff has as a package all together. If you actually dig through everything that it gives you and parse the data correctly pretty valuable information but i don't think anyone out there is really doing that at least no one that needs to be but the i think the biggest thing that i'm afraid of is there's a lot of people who are uh, maybe concentrating a little bit too much on the statistics and maybe not enough on improving their gameplay yeah it's like uh this solo queue mentality of like who should i pick like the champion i pick will win me the game no no if you are, it depends on you. Are you good with that champion? Like here, we have position mid. Fiddlesticks has the highest win percentage, fifty-five percent of the time. Well, why is it that we don't see nothing but fiddle mid? Why doesn't Reggie main fiddle? Why doesn't Scara main fiddle? If the percentages, if the statistics are true, and you know that means they'll win, every, you know, at least more than half of their games in MLG, right? 
Right. <laughs> it means that, you know, if you run fiddle for that week, then you'll win uh, more than half of your games in any tournament environment. Well, the, the reason that that's not the case is because, and this is what people have to realize, is that there's so much other stuff going on. And now a lot of these places, uh, Elo Buff in particular, will take uh, will take the information and drill down a little bit better for you. Will tell you, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe you personally have a win percentage of sixty percent with Fiddle at mid, but then the moment that somebody picks LeBlanc, your win percentage drops down to like forty percent. That's well, yeah. better information. There, you know. There's too much. There's too many variables in a League of Legends game, and this is why I avoid the whole. This is why I hate top lane, and why I hate talking about counters. This champion counters this, because that's what everyone wants it to boil down to. Is this is greater than this? Mm-hmm. They want. They want that. I don't know security. They want that uh, feeling whenever they pick someone in a in a in a draft that they're going to win. But it's. It, there's too many variables. This game does not exist in a vacuum. Uh, there's team composition to think about. There's the enemy team composition to think about. There's the champions they play, their relative skill levels. I mean, there's there's no way to boil League of Legends down into this counters this. And that's a good thing. If that If that weren't the case, then we wouldn't argue about it all the time. And arguing about who's better than who and, you know, being known as a good... Ch- player of this champion is a fun reputation to have um you know like reggie being karthus being banned against reggie all the time because he's a really good karthus yeah uh that's what makes this game fun not the the statistic you know this is greater than this yeah yeah i i know that there was a time where people were trying to work on a uh, like a champion calculator that would calculate your percentage chance of winning based on like all of the picks that were being done like bands picks everything <clears throat> and i don't know how far they got with that but i hope that the whole thing just fell apart when they realized how ridiculous it was uh because when it comes down to it you're at the very end of that set of statistics you're gonna end up with like 50 percent with a variance of like five percent yeah, and, and, and that's the, what uh, all of these stats come down to. If you look at every single one of these stats, almost all of them are fifty percent with a variance of five percent. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And that, it's it tells you absolutely nothing. I right. mean, and uh, what what are the possible? What is the maximum number of possible different team matchups in uh, a draft I, to um, make it easier? Three you know? million. I yeah, don't know. with a with a hundred <laughs> champions, it's got to be in the millions Hold or on, billions. Hold on, Christian, or can you crunch those numbers for us real quick? Uh, three million two hundred forty six thousand five hundred twenty one. Okay. Okay. So you. there's exactly three million two hundred forty six thousand five hundred twenty one different possibilities of teams. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, give or give or take a million or two, <laughs> with a five percent variance. <laughs> <laughs> With an approximate variance of 5%. No, you're right. There's too many variables to calculate. Now, it, and the, the other thing is, is that there is no accounting for player skill with these numbers. There just, it doesn't exist. There's no metric for player skill. And, 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 and I want to give a real life example here. The, and this is, I was playing ranked. I was like fourth pick. I picked Teemo because I was going to go top lane. And they, but what terrified me was that, you know, I had to pick them at that point. I was fourth pick, but they got another pick afterwards and they hadn't picked their top lane yet. 
What did they choose? Yorick. Terrifies me. You know, uh, Teemo is easy to counterpick. I know you don't like these arguments, Compi, but Yorick is a really effective counterpick against Teemo. Um, and, and, you know, he, we picked, we got in. I was like, man, this is going to be trouble. We got into the game, and the Yorick, like, first thing he said, and this is, you know, a whole different subject, but he said, get counterpicked, Teemo, in all chat. And then you slaughtered his face all game, didn't you? Yeah, completely destroyed him <laughs> the whole game. But here's the thing. Yeah, he had me pushed to my tower the whole time, and I couldn't really do anything to him but get a occasional lucky harass in on him. And I was at half health the entire time. What he didn't account for is that there was an Alistair on my team who then said, this guy, in you know just team chat, right after that and ganked my lane probably eight times in the first eight minutes. <laughs> I mean, he was just, he was camping out at top and we just destroyed this guy as a result, you know, and, and this Alistair was just like, it's my mission to destroy him. <laughs> I mean, is, I like there's, there's no metric on lol King for, you know, a uh, guy playing Alistair that wants to destroy player <laughs> with poor attitude. You know, well, like, that, is, dude, what's the Alistair variance players, on that? <laughs> he should be a class act, man. You remember his name? That's, I, that's a nice thing I, to do. I don't. I don't. I could probably find it. I think I think that he friended me afterwards, but we haven't played since. Um, but, you know, and he, he seemed like a cool guy, but th that's my point. There is no metric for class act Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> and and you can't make the argument that, oh, yeah, well, the, you know, Alistair in the jungle with Teemo at top uh raises the win chance of Timo by five percent against Yorick when there's a LeBlanc mid. I mean you can't you can run all those stats, but the thing you're missing is that human element. You're missing the player actually hitting the keys and mashing his face against, you know, his his R. It, well, it, there's no metric. What we you know what we need is we need a new game. Uh we need a uh LOL team manager 2012 oh yes oh my gosh Co copy oh my code God. that up we will sell that spreadsheet on steam just, yeah, for 19.99 spreadsheets with you know <laughs> you can create your team that you know assign positions yeah, yeah force them to practice right it'll it'll be like you know all the other manager games but it'll be le this is brilliant i mean I, I hope you realize how great of an idea esports this is. manager 2012 yeah esports manager 2012 oh, we'll get other games in there too yeah, yeah. <laughs> be like all right we're gonna run a counter-strike team and they're going to uh they're in the first round they're gonna throw their pistols on the ground and in round four they're all buying ops <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, maybe we've driven this one into the ground at this point, but my point is there is valuable information there, but you need to assign it the correct value. You need to well, take it apart and realize it for what it is. It's not going to win you games. It's going to give you insight into your own play habits. And and this is why this is why I hate this whole line of thought together. The reason I don't like the counters thing is let me ask you christian uh it, what do you say when someone says oh pff, this person counters jacks what do you do how does that make you feel uh it gives me more motivation to jump on a whiz bag 
Yeah, exactly. You know, if if I'm told like some a champion that I really like that I play a lot, if I I I want to get counter picked, like that's like the ultimate challenge. Yeah. You know, it's like and, and suddenly I, I, you like you put on your big boy pants and you <laughs> really you know play your best and just destroy I, the person. I, I'm not I'm not gonna let this guy who says that he can counter jacks until I actually see him do it. Yeah, uh, it's all talk. I want to like I want to see what happens in mid game. See if he's actually like fall through with what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Otherwise, your words are meaningless, sir. Yeah, and and if and if the only way that he can follow through is by saying, you know, you and me, Jax, one v one at Baron now, uh, you've won. You know, <laughs> like yes, <laughs> that guy because, lost because cause you know what? What I do is I pull aggro on Baron while we're fighting, <laughs> and I just turn on my E and I take no damage. Well, no, I w- what I was saying, what I meant more was that it's a team game. So, like, the, especially the one v one counter matchups, they just don't make sense because mm-hmm. okay, yeah, th- that's great. If they, only those two existed, they would be a more difficult game for one of them. That's sure, sure. Let's talk about the other four players on each team, you know? But And can I just really raise no. my hand right uh-uh. here? Like, you can raise it all all day, but no one on the show is going to know. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, that's why I'm saying something. Oh, geez. No, um, again, with my Heimer, I never did get to say anything about it last time after you guys <laughs> drilled me into the dirt when I wasn't here. Um, bad. I, I wasn't there. <laughs> I wasn't there for that, Ren. Just for the record. Yeah. Bad. Don't be. Don't pick on <laughs> With the right team comp and whatever, you can do good with any champion. Honestly. Yeah, I mean that. That's the whole idea behind Kogma, right? Kogma by himself is a. Let's let's tell the truth here, folks. He's a bad champion. He's squishy and like he's Dies just instantly. Not, yeah, die, yeah, exactly. He just doesn't stand up to a you know to a slight breeze. But if you play a game of you know protect the Kogma, suddenly he's the most terrifying thing ever to have been played in you know a tournament setting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys have played with me a couple times too. Like the the couple times I'll just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna walk in. And Jeff even said, I think it was Compy that was freaking out. I was like, oh my god, what are you doing, Rin? And Jeff was like, don't worry about it. She's fine. And I walked in hourglassed, <laughs> and you guys just proceeded to kill them while I just sat there and laughed. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And and if there's a county, like if your team's gonna work together, you overcome those obstacles. Mm-hmm. And if you had been canon, it would have been a lot easier. <laughs> I did. Oh my god, Comfy. I'm not oh my gosh, Rin, why don't you. you just play Kennen? He's a Yordle. And he's he awesome. I, I'm really bad at him because I'm not good at being in people's faces. Oh. Alright. But Rin, anyway, you and Ken I'm working so, on it. Rin, I'm, you and Kennen share so many traits. You're both <laughs> hyperactive and like it with enough carpet around you can probably generate some static electricity. <laughs> well, speaking of champions that uh, Rin has a lot in common with, Zyra was released this week and a little bit of a stealth patch. What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. What is it supposed to mean? Because Rin lives in the jungle. What? <laughs> um, any, I anyways, I mean, she's brand new. I think everyone here has a maximum of like, what, one one and a half games with her at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, they kind of secret released her like 
<laughs> it, it was just like surprise. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden she was available in the store. I was like, what? Yeah. And uh, so we'll have more information on her. We'll reserve judgment for now, but uh, kind of a round table here. Can I just get a show of hands? Uh, completely OP, right? Looks like it. OP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, good. I, we're all in agreement. Uh, Zyra, completely OP. More to follow next week. So on to, on to Yorick. <laughs> I mean, how far has this guy come? I remember when he first came out and he was nothing but problems. Man of problems. No one knew exactly where to put him. He didn't do enough damage. Then he did too much damage. Then he got tuned back down. Oh, yeah. Hey, don't forget the glitch. Was I was going to say, yeah. the glitch issues. I mean, his, his <laughs> ultimate has just been one glitch after another. And, you know, sometimes his ult is just bad synergy with a lot of other champions out there. But... Hello? This guy is incredible right now. Yeah. I mean, and it's what he brings that I like Yorick a lot because he fits with his his character design. He's a zombie guy who summons zombies. And the thing about zombies, guys, is that you can kill them. You can kill lots of them. But you know there's always more. And they're slowly coming towards you. Um, and that's the way Yorick is in lane, is that... You might be able to kill him, but he's pushing the lane, and he's he's never gonna leave. You well, know he. And is there anyone that can zone the way he zones? Yeah, he can zone almost anyone, and he can survive against pretty much everyone. So if you know, worst case scenario for Yorick is that you know you can't zone the enemy. <laughs> yeah, and that's a pretty good worst case scenario. Now let's give a little outline of uh, the different abilities and skills that he's got starting off with his passive. Now if I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of me, but if I remember correctly, his passive is that he gets more tanky the more zombies he has up, right? He gets more tanky. He takes 5% less damage and does 5% more damage for each summon he has active. Yeah, and that's why, especially in really big combat, Yorick will just call down everything and continue mm -hmm. to call it down. He's spamming abilities left and right because that's what keeps him alive and that's what keeps him relevant in the fight, right? Yep. And uh, what's, what's really cool, and, and here's a, a slight tip, is most people they understand, okay, I have these three ghouls, I just spam them and right-click. Um, but one thing I see a lot of Yorks, they make the mistake of, because your Q is the only one that you don't summon, it comes out when you hit something. Mm -hmm. So what people do is they try to, they use the green one, which is the slow, that's the W, then they use the red one, it does some damage and it heals you. Then they try to, and then by then, the enemy champion is running away. And you see this Yorick with his Q activated, just wanting to hit the champion. One thing I found that really helps with Yorick is to start out with the Q. That gives you the the movement speed buff. Then you slow them. Then they start running away. Then you use the red one. Um, but the re and then you get in there and you get your auto hits in and yeah. And hopefully, if you're lucky, you get another Q in, right? <clears throat> Yeah, and you know I I'm not much of a top laner, but uh, we've actually been experimenting. Jeff, mm -hmm. you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. So, um, last week we talked about Nunu, and uh, this week we're talking about Yorick, and it it just so happens that recently Copy and I we've been running uh, Yorick and Nunu bottom, and mm -hmm. and this is not a replace or this is not a. Uh, 
a uh, shuffle strategy, like we didn't move an AD carry to another lane. No, we're just doing without an AD carry, basically. <laughs> I mean, you know, Yorick actually does uh, regular damage. Like, he's AD. Yeah, everything so, he does is AD, and everything he does... Uh, well, his W scales on AP, but who cares? His E, the most important thing, this is the red ghoul, keeps you alive. Um, Omen of Famine, I believe it's called. Yep. Uh, it scales on AD. So, like, the more AD you get on Yorick, the more life steal, the more life that thing steals for you. Mm -hmm. It's not technically life steal in the classic sense, but... Uh, yeah, so, you know, anytime you add damage to him, you're increasing his survivability. Anytime, then you double that with survivability items, and he's just so incredibly tanky and still doing a respectable amount of damage. Yeah, and so our, our whole strategy has just been really one of just infinite or near-infinite sustainability in lane. And when you really think about it, who what, what jungler wants to visit a lane where both of the champions there not only have sustain and some instant sustain, but can do damage, and both of them have slows. Yeah. And when our tactic is, you know, we haven't talked about breaking the meta in a while, which is why we're talking about Yorick and this Yorick new new experiment we've been doing. And it is an experiment. We, we haven't played enough games to say that it's really a thing, but, you know, if you guys want to get in on this, try it out yourselves. Yeah, but the idea is that you push the lane. You push the crap out of your lane. We we started out by both getting mana manipulators. Yeah, which was <laughs> it was fun, if not a little misguided. Yeah, well, I don't know. It it could work, I think. But it items notwithstanding, we're still playing around with the items. The idea is that you have two champions that can sustain Nunu with his consume, uh, Yorick with his red ghoul, and the enemy champions. The enemy bot laners just can't do anything to them, yeah. especially a traditional support carry lane. And one of the and, one of the things that Yorick brings to that whole mix when we have everything pushed is uh, he's one of those rare champions that can effectively harass even when they're pushed to tower because he yep. has the range of his ghouls and effect. Like I, I mean that real, he's effectively harassing. Yeah, like we're talking about taking chunks out of their health. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, anyway, but Yorick is, going back to just the topic of Yorick, uh, Christian, as a top laner, how do you deal with Yorick? How do I deal with Yorick? Um, well, Yorick is actually, he's a pretty mana-dependent champion since he's spamming ghouls all the time. Uh, but once I see him actually use most of his ghouls, you know, I just close the distance with him, with, with, uh, with Jax, and then just pummel on him. That's how I do it. I, I've been against a lot of Yorks at the top, and uh, that's just how I deal with it. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll echo that because uh, I play a fair amount of top myself, and uh, I agree. It, you you basically don't do anything until he's out of mana or low on mana, and then mm -hmm. you get in there, close the distance, and take advantage of how mana-dependent he is. Um, the, the real problem comes in if they know how mana-dependent they are, and if they get a little bit of help to get either early kills or if they're farming real well and they pick up mana items quick, then you're in a little bit of trouble because you've pretty much lost the, the lane phase. Yeah, I, well, um, I, I, I kind of I like to see it as Yorick as a ranged AD. I mean, w once I close that distance, once I get past his ghouls, it, it's a no-brainer from there. 
Yeah. I mean, you do have to watch out for the damage on his Q. His Q is the instant attack, right? Yep. Uh, it deals <clears throat> bonus damage, yeah. Yeah, because, mm -hmm. well, not it, it's not that it does, well, it does bonus damage, yes, and it summons that ghoul and makes him run fast, but it also, it's instant cooldown on his auto attack. Yep. So, so you he can, can hit you, hit you, hit you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's basically, he's going to whack, if, he, if the guy's smart, he's going to get three attacks in, in the span that it would take to get in, like, well, in, in the span it would take to get in two attacks. Yeah, well, that's why I have a counterattack. So right, like. right. Um, <laughs> but I'm just and, talking the, in general for everybody who may not have counterattacks. Uh, well, then, well, I have no advice for you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I want to put this question out to the community because um, one thing, because York is still mana dependent, and I think the uh, the build that you do on York is going to be. On the, I don't think we've seen the optimal build on him yet, and this is kind of exciting to me because he's been out for a long time, you know. And of course, yes, the I, I don't mean we know the optimal build would be like two man, like a man immune and like a bunch of bloodthirsters or something. I'm talking about the the optimal feasible build that you can actually accomplish, and uh, which items to get in which situation. So I kind of want to put a call out to the community to to rediscover this guy because he's so good especially especially during laning phase with his ability to slow and harass uh, just unending harass unending uh sustain uh i think there's more of a place for him than just top counter picking teemo yeah and well and let's not discount that ultimate because in a team fight that ultimate is can be a wrecking ball because not only does it get an extra ad carry into the game you know, just as a bot running around doing its extra damage, but if they're effectively targeting your AD carry, they have to kill him twice. And yeah. a lot of people will make a mistake and not kill the AD carry the second time, figuring, well, it's a Yorick clone, so I don't need to kill it. It'll eventually go away. Well, they're right. It will eventually go away. <laughs> and they don't get any gold or a kill on their yeah. stat sheet for killing a Yorick clone. <laughs> exactly. So they, they discount it, but the thing they forget is it's going to do damage. You know, that's still a player running around with like a crossbow or a gun or something, killing everybody. Well, I think the, the, the still dependent on mana keeps them held back. Also, the coordination with teammates. How many times as York have you ulted and they run uh, away. your teammate and then they die and then they run away? And you're like, no. <laughs> uh, also, a side note, uh, if you're Mordekaiser or Yorick, ult Darius, because Darius' ghosts apply his bleed. It's so good. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Uh, if only you could control the Darius' ghost to ults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would, but, that'd be so uh, good. Uh, does Draven's bleed apply, too? I don't know, I'm not sure. I think it does. Uh, well, when, when Mordekaiser ghosts a, a champion... It, it's making a copy, so any passives active or any passives and auto attacks that it, it applies to the ghost. So I yeah. think for Draven, it that yeah, inclusively. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, Yorick, Yorick, and all his buddies, you know, so OP. He's really good, and and I like the idea of just rediscovering him because he was really lackluster when he first came out, but he is a champion with such potential at this point and he's winning too you know he's winning games so yeah. you know explore yeah, with this guy but folks because if uh if you don't at least play him you're going to have to play against him and if you're not prepared you're going to get really frustrated really quick at least for the laning phase 
I'm, yeah. I think it plus his contribution to team fights with the ultimate, but <clears throat> with the uh, repeated slow, you get some cooldown on him. Like we were getting spirit visage, yeah. and we were we were running around as Nunu and York after we destroyed the enemy tower at like you know eight minutes or whatever. Yeah, uh, and we 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 were calling ourselves double support bottom because we both ended up with like twenty five assists. Yeah, like we couldn't get kills. <laughs> we cannot do it. <laughs> you know, but we would we were reliably ending the game like one, two, and twenty five, and you know two, one, and fifteen. So, yeah. But considering that, then uh, I got an idea for your optimal build: just build stack items since you're getting so many assists. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's still deaths involved there, and we haven't played enough games to really figure out how they perform against the gamut. But we'll figure, we'll keep doing it, because not only is it uh, winning games, but it's fun. It's fun, and it's something different. Even better if you go download that Nunu skin, folks. You know, just shell out the extra money. It's worth it. Yeah. All Uh right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know what? Let's go ahead. Let's get on to our playbook. Um, Last week, we had a great playbook uh, all about wards, and people tend to really enjoy that i want to talk about something that's a little bit more advanced this time around and that is the narrative of murder what is the story that leads up to getting a kill because a kill isn't something that just happens it's not something where you just immediately decide now i'm going to jump in and they are going to die there's a whole bunch of things leading up to it that lead up to that successful gank or that successful one-on-one kill in lane against a careless opponent, or even the group uh, kills. So let's let's talk about that. Uh, I'll le- leave it open to everybody. What's what? How do you lead up to a kill? Well, the important thing is this is an early game thing. Of course, this is early first five minutes, first six minutes of the game mm-hmm. uh, when people are leveling up their skills, because that's when the most change happens to the laning dynamic. Uh, and what I mean by that is think about Renekton. A level 1 Renekton, not scary at all. A level 2 Renekton, Terrifying. not scary at all. Oh, I, I think a level 2 no. Renekton is scary. Nope, nope. Not, not in a laning situation. In a laning situation, Renekton level 3 is suddenly scary because he's got all of his abilities. A good Renekton is going to put one point in each thing. Uh, that way he can dash in, stun, spin, dash out. Uh, that's the trade that Renekton wants to do. So the early lane dynamic changes the most, the early levels. The, where it changes the most in the entire game is when champions hit level 6. So the narrative of a murder is, say you're playing, you know, just from my experience, LeBlanc. Uh, LeBlanc, level 1, I don't do anything to the enemy champion. I just try to get some last hits. Level 2, that's when I start Wing in, hitting my Q, then teleporting back immediately no one can touch you if you do that they might get one auto attack in but your mid ap that doesn't matter level three your q hurts more you just keep doing it the idea is to keep them harassed keep them around about half health then level four you get your chains you might be able to get a kill if someone is careless you can w in q and then use your chains if you hit and they stu- and they get stunned then your q is back off cooldown This all culminates at level 6. Once you hit level 6, if you've been doing this throughout the the creating this narrative, once you hit level 6, they're dead. Because you have your ultimate. 
And they're, that's not just LeBlanc. That's many champions. Annie, a lot of people do it this way. Yeah, no, Annie's a great example. I, I've, uh, in the past, used the example of Ash. You know, you do the, you really, at bottom lane, you do the exact same thing. You harass as much as you can. You get in your auto hits. Every now and then you hit with a W. Your goal is to, if the, you know, unless you get an early gank, of course, and everything changes then. But <clears throat> if nothing else changes in the bottom lane with Ash, you're really attempting to keep your opponent, one of them, at half health by the time that you hit six while still having enough mana to ultimate and do at least one W. That's her, like, I don't even know what it's called. It's the one where she shoots Volley. Out. Volley. Volley. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, because you know that regardless of their positioning, if they are still in lane at half health and you have your ultimate and enough mana for a volley to follow up with, that they are dead. They, they are dead. You know, they made the mistake of sticking around till you hit level six and now they're dead. Yeah, um, and this is especially going to help newer players because this gives you a plan. Going into a game and having, in a, especially in the early laning phase, going into a game with a plan is by far better than not having a plan, mm -hmm. than just reacting to what happens. Don't just react to what happens, you know, do things according to plan. You know, go in for that harass. You know, take some risks early to get the damage on them. Uh, knowing that the plan culminates at level six when you get in the when you get in there and get the kill. Or level three or level four, wherever your plan happens to yeah. realize itself. Yeah, most commonly at level six. Yeah. But yeah. with I mean, depending it, on your champion, it could be at other levels. And depending on your team, because it may culminate at like level three when your jungler comes in for a gank. You know, you that might be part of the plan for them to come in at a certain level while everybody's level three because you have just the perfect mix of abilities. Yeah. And this is what this is what pro teams do. They don't just do this for each of them. They do this as a team. They say, Okay, we need to take down this person's flash right now so that in, you know, two minutes I can come back and we can get the kill. Right. Right. So everyone plans their mana, like, I need to have enough mana, I need to have this ability available. Everyone plans that out, and, you know, it's not successful every time, just like anything. There's too many variables, but... Uh, it, but having a plan having is a plan, better than no plan. Yeah, it's better. So the, you want to write your narrative of murder uh, way before the game starts. Yeah, I want to actually open this one up to Rin, because we give her and her champions so much crap. And this is really, this is really kind of the story of uh, Heimer. Heimer is all about having to plan to get your kills. So, what's your experience on that end, and do you agree with what we're saying, Ren? Oh, I do. And actually, the big thing that people, I may not be able to get the kill by myself unless people are careless and walk into me, which does happen quite a lot. Um, more but than it should, right? More honestly, more than it should. But that's because people don't play against Heimer often. So, um, sad but true. Anyway, but if people do know what they're doing, you, I coordinate a lot more with um, who is my jungler because what I'll do then is be aggressive or be very passive and pretend like I'm going to die and then flash flash in, throw my stun bomb, and that's what secures the kill because I'm. May not be able to get the kill, no, by myself, but I can, if I can land things properly, I can secure it for sure. And his poke is beyond, like, one of the best pokes in game. I don't, like, LeBlanc, 
Yeah, LeBlanc scary to a lot of AP mids. Not for me. Why? I cannot range her. Well, yeah, that I can. I can stand back and rocket all day, and she's so squishy. She, two levels in my rockets at level three, with one turret. I'm sitting there farming like crazy, going la 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 la, and she jumps in. Is like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, no, I just walk two steps back and then shoot a rocket at her because she's in range. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say that that's probably one of the things that's scariest about trying to do that. I and mean, I don't want to talk specific matchups too much, but you yeah, know, LeBlanc versus Heimer is that everybody else are going to be very dependent on getting off a clutch skill shot or trying to click fast enough um, or having their mouse in the right position to get at LeBlanc. Whereas Rin, or, you know, you on Heimer, like she teleports in and you just mash your missile button and that replaces your auto attack. And then both of you pretty much trade, you know, the same amount of health and, yeah. or if not, if not in the favor of Heimer. So uh, it just goes to show, you know, there's something to be said about those matchups and planning and everything. And and if you're a uh, LeBlanc or a Cassidin uh, who's going to try and do stuff like that to tr jump in real quick, you have to account for what they're doing. You have to be yeah. flexible in your plan. Yeah, and that's the more advanced levels of this is have a plan and then learn as you play how that plan can change to be better against certain matchups. Uh, in different situations. Yeah, and this is going to affect everybody, folks. It doesn't matter if you're top lane, middle lane, or bottom lane, or the jungler, because the th same thing is going to go on in his mind. Uh, you know, if you are jungling, you should be asking yourself the questions: How am I going to make this first kill happen? You know, how yeah. who who is in going to be in the best position when I'm when I'm ready? You know, who's going to have the uh, amount of damage or CC required? to uh you know secure the kill will i have to concentrate on cc or will i have to concentrate on damage and coordinate that with your other team members so this is universal skill and then you'll end up in more advanced levels applying it in more and more of the game you know you'll be eventually you'll have a playbook of plays planned out plays that you can execute with uh, teams that you normally play with. You know, you'll be able to say, I'm going to come bot through the these bushes, and they know that they need this amount of mana, and they need to perform in this function in order to secure the kill or at least make your efforts worthwhile. So let's move on from the playbook, because I think we've covered everything that we need to there and get into, a, I guess, a little bit of a lengthy email section, but we will want to uh, not let it go too long. Because we are coming up on time here, but Tompy, would you like to start us off? Yeah, we've got we've emails been blowing up, and I, I just want to first thank everyone for your responses to the games, for your questions. We don't have time to get to them all, but we're going to try to do some here. Uh, Magna Veggie first email comes in, and he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Uh, I'm assuming it's a he. Don't know, Magna Veggie. That I don't know, but. Um, with Girls the way that too. <laughs> <veggies> <laughs> for everyone uh, with the way Byra. that riot yeah, seems to Zyra. the way that riot puts out op champions and then nerfs them um to quote evelyn status to where they aren't even playable <laughs> um and he's like you know he says for example Mordekaiser and York, I love both champs, but they've been nerfed so badly that every time riot does this, I just quit playing for six to eight months um and I'm, like the new champions, like entice him back into the game. I don't know, man. I, I like he said, Mordecai's are in Yorick. 
Yeah. Yorick's yeah. like the complete opposite. I know we just <laughs> talked about him, but he started out really weak. I mean, anyone who played him when he first came out knows that. I mean, yep. he was one of the champions that they buffed the next week. Yep. Yeah. And sure. it still wasn't enough. You know, they made substantial changes to him over the long course of time. And mm-hmm. now he's finally coming to power. So I think he's actually a counterexample to what, what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And then there, but, are, there are others out there. But then I do understand, like, you know, Jace. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jace, Zyra, Draven, Darius. <laughs> there, I mean, oh. there's. I, I agree. There's enough information for a trend there. I still would err on trusting Riot on this one, that really what's going on is not a series of buffs and nerfs, but a series of balances. Well, and my point is this, is what if, what I would do in this situation is, yeah, it's really hard to ignore like the patch notes. And once the patch notes are uh, announced, you, you go and you look and you see, oh, is I, these champion that I'm playing, are they getting nerfed? Or where am I getting buffed? Oh my gosh. Why worry about all that stuff? Just play the game. What if you played York and pretend you didn't know that he has, or Morden, pretend you didn't know he's been nerfed? Yeah. You know? I mean, Morden is, and this is why I hate the V word, viable. All of this stuff is in your head, man. <laughs> I mean, with the whole elements uh, tier lists and all this stuff, it's all in your head. If you if you play someone, you're having fun, you're winning games. Who cares? Yeah, seriously, concentrate on improving your own play, and uh, the better player you are, the less you'll be affected yeah. by those nerfs until you get to the pro level. In which case, you know, a minor nerf comes down, and then you might be thinking, "Oh my gosh, this could be the difference of ten thousand dollars." But I don't think. Most of our the champions are, are the tools. Yeah. The champions are the tools. You are the carpenter, okay? And right. there's the old adage, only a bad carpenter blames his tools. And that's what all this viability and stuff is, is encouraging is the mindset that, oh, if I hadn't been nerfed, then we would have won. No, you are in complete control. I, you know, if I win a game, I don't want it to be because I'm playing an OP champ. I want it to be because I'm good at the game. Same thing if I lose. If I lose a game, I'm not going to say, oh, my champion is terrible. It's because I did something to, to lose. Yeah, yeah. Get into the habit of, uh, you know, when you win, you're OP. When you lose, <laughs> you're terrible. Yeah. You don't, don't worry about your champions getting buff. Buff yourself. Yeah. Hit the gym. <laughs> That's where a lot of theory crafting comes from, too, and where pros start peeling themselves apart. They take champions, they learn what they're good against and what they're bad against, learn how to go against those other champions that are maybe stronger than their own champion, Mm -hmm. and then learn how to play against them and what they need to build. And, oh, you know what? This is my normal build, but because I'm fighting this person or this person, I got to build this instead. And you start theory crafting and making your own stuff, and that's where you start becoming really good. Do not think that it's just the champion it's not just it's not the champion you need to learn what your champion can do and who they might quote unquote be bad against and how to go against that yeah learn to overcome those obstacles exactly so what else what other email we've got uh we've got one uh happy guy 2012 gave us a spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers on it but the tldr version was which he thankfully gave at the end was uh, the pros and cons of pink wards and oracles. Do you think oracles is worth the risk of investment? Well, 
numbers aren't going to solve are going to answer that question. You buy a pink ward if you're in lane and you're not going to leave that lane. The people who buy oracles are people who move around, and oracles is also for late game. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you they, could. I'm sure you could build a spreadsheet that told you which one is optimal from a purely financial point of view, but uh, you've really got to be wondering what you're going to use it for. You don't clear wards with a pink ward. You clear ward. Yeah, you know, and and it serves that dual purpose of having a ward on the map and knowing that that area of the map no longer has a ward in it for that duration, right? Well, yeah. whereas the oracle, you clear wards. That's for map control. If you want to think about it in terms of uh, you know of maps and zones and all of that, think of it as this: a pink ward allows you to establish a great deal of control over a single zone a single zone of influence, you own that zone for as long as you have a pink ward there. The oracles allows you to deny zones of influence to your opponents, but it doesn't necessarily allow you to control them. So they are different tools to be used in different situations. And the early oracles is something you get if you're ahead. Yeah. You know, if you're ahead, then like as a jungler or as a support, then you pick up that oracles and go around and clear some wars. Uh, to help you get more ahead. Yeah, yeah. Hmm? Information is power, folks. Yeah. We got another question from Nori, who is having a little bit of trouble with the unlocked camera. And this is something, you know, he said he's he started playing the game with the locked camera, and I'm kind of angry oh, wow. at Riot for this. Do they turn that on or something? It's default by default. The camera is locked. Ooh. Yep. If it's you remember back to when you started playing, yeah, it's been a while. Um, and this, I think, creates a lot, you know, bad habits. Um, so he asks, would you consider playing with the camera locked a noob move? Unequivocally, yes, that is a noob move. I'm sorry, but this, you have to be able to control the camera. Uh, move around the map, look at uh, other things. I, I couldn't imagine playing with the camera locked. Yeah, no, yeah. you've got to know what you're getting into. Um, take um, a look at the map and positioning. It just, you have to. I, I read this email. I actually responded to him, and this is what I told him. I told him, asked him if he knew about the space bar, because that is a great tool to use when, for, for most new players, you know, that start off with a lock camera, that's fine. You know, you're new to the game and you don't know how to move the camera, go with lock camera, fine. But then you start playing the game more and more, and then you realize, hey, there's other things happening around the map. Maybe I should look at those. So then you, you want to go with the lock, unlock camera, but you're not used to it. That's why the space bar is such a great thing. It just, it'll, it, it, lo- you press it, it locks you back to your character. Yeah. You can hold it, and it will continue to have you locked on. Yeah. Your character. It, it's basically your training wheels transitioning from locked to unlocked. Well, no, I don't think it's training wheels at all. I think I use spacebar yeah. uh, judiciously in mm-hmm. like to find the big place to use it is to find yourself in team fights. Uh, that's where you can lose. Uh, track of where you are, your champion, <laughs> yeah. is in a team fight when everyone's yeah. around. To find yourself, just hold down that space. You can also uh, use it to very quickly line up clutch uh, skill yeah. shots well, by by positioning your mouse on your screen, knowing that you want to do this in a certain direction. Especially good for an Ezreal uh, teleport mm-hmm. and things like that, or a flash. And then you like you just pound spacebar and the ability you wanted to skill shot, and you know where you're gonna go. You know, you yeah. don't have to find yourself or anything. You know where you're going to go. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think 
the camera lock, if you've got it all the time, you need to get yourself off of that. You're not doing yourself any favors. But long term, learn how to use the locked camera or the focused camera to your advantage. Yep. Okay, right. moving on. Melon sent us I like an email. Melon. We're still getting re- responses to this. He This was in response to the assists game. He sent us an email of him and his buddy. I don't have the buddy's name, but uh, it's him. They're, they played a game where they roamed as Blitzstar. Mm-hmm. They, you know, one was Blitz, one was Alistar, and they went around roaming, and they Sounds got... terrifying. I know. That. <laughs> Alistar went 4, 6, and 32, and Blitz went... <laughs> Blix went six four and thirty seven. Yeah, Altogether, right. the team the team had hundred and twenty two assists. So oh, what? Oh, so great goodness. job, Melon. That was amazing. Yeah, way didn't, to make plays. <laughs> didn't um didn't Reginald and Dyrus do that? Like they streamed it and put it on YouTube. I think probably. They, yeah, yeah I, like I remember seeing a video like that. Like uh, Dyrus is uh, Dyrus was Blitzcrank. Reginald was Alstar, and like Reginald's like in a different room, and he's just like laughing his ass off like the entire time, yeah. try, screaming at Dyrus, "Oh, dude, that was awesome! This is far as OP, man! Yeah!" And Dyrus is like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "One more email we got from Sexy Kitty Two. Ooh, I like Sexy Says, Kitty Hey, too. I'm Sexy Kitty Two and level ten. Hi, Sexy remember- Kitty Two. Oh, she's only 10. No, that's... Oh, damn. Level 10. Oh. Level 10. All right. <laughs> I remember your shout-out to the guy that plays League with his non-gamer girlfriend. I found it very amusing because my boyfriend plays League, and I'm his non-gamer girlfriend. <laughs> I've only been playing League for two or three months, and I can relate 100%. I get so angry when my boyfriend steals my kills and last hits my minions. I don't know how on earth he gets so fed when I'm over here dying. <laughs> so, my follow-up question to you is, did we give good advice? <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let us know, because, you know... Because none of us are girls, so I yeah, mean, we seriously. don't know what's going on. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, you know, none of, none of us are girls. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Sorry, Ren, I, I couldn't see you over all this chest hair. I've yeah, got yeah, chest chest hair. yeah. Oh, I understand. My Turns- little physique is just too too cute, too small, too adorable yeah. over here. It's I missed cool. you behind all my muscles. Our, our, our <laughs> chest hair is blocking our sight from you because you're so short. Wait, is that manly to not see women? Because, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because our eyebrows are covered too, too much. It's more known. manly cleavage than a female's cleavage. <laughs> so that's uh, the emails. Uh, we did get some responses to the game, and our game was, Jeff, can you remind us? What yeah, the game? yeah. So we, uh, we have the Olympics coming up here in London, the 2012 Summer Olympics. And so we asked what champion, or champions, I suppose, end up on the Wheaties box, and why? So I'm, I'm going to throw mine out there, because mine's the best answer, clearly. And that is, uh, well, Pantheon ends up on the box. I mean, not only does he look great on the Wheaties box, you know, he's got the muscles and all that, but uh, long jump, hello? Anyone? TF might win that. Also, Nocturne. Uh, but, X- but, but TF <laughs> doesn't jump. He just teleports. That's yeah, cheating. <laughs> That's we'll cheating. have to check the official rules. And, Can you teleport? Yeah, and like, <laughs> pretty sure, pretty sure you don't actually jump if you don't have legs, so... Nocturne, disqualified, take it easy, try the Winter Olympics. I'm sure you'll be a great curler. 
Well, mine was singed for the uh, swimsuit competition. <laughs> I don't think that, no. they have a swimsuit competition <laughs> in the Olympics, right? This is, this is a different competition. <laughs> no. Oh, Christian Ren, you guys have any answers to share? <laughs> now you just got me like with this mindset of singed in a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, it's eating. Oh, Damn. I have an image for that too. Anyway. Um, no. Okay. Well, no. 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 I have an, like, any champion that got uh, an Olympic skin. Uh, what, who? Who are the champions? I think it was like Jackson, Ezreal, and I think um, Vega got Mubu. one. No, no, did it Mumu get an Olympic yeah. skin? Yeah, yeah, Vancouver Winter Olympics. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I like I like Vega. It's the curling one. That's pretty hilarious. Um, yeah, any of those champions. So, perfect. so any of the champions that have Winter Olympic skins <laughs> are gonna be That's like the worst box. answer ever. <laughs> I know because yeah. uh, I have no imagination. <laughs> All Let right. me give you a real answer. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, well, he's a champ. At least that he's one makes champ. sense. He's a champ. He get all, right. all the gold medals. He jump, he jump you, on the guy. How about you, I yeah. would have to say that Ziggs would win. I, I'm spacing the name of the game where you throw shot put. Yeah, Ziggs oh my would win gosh. shot put. <laughs> like hands <laughs> That's down. <laughs> That's a really. I didn't good think answer. of that. Ziggs would own shot put. Yeah. Yes, he like, would. <laughs> like you know, the, aren't there guys who run out there and like market with a flag? There'd yeah. just yeah. be a like, giant crater. <laughs> <laughs> like all the, the other flags would be burned. <laughs> no, it wouldn't even. It wouldn't even be anywhere near that. The crowd, just like all the seats out there, you throw it, and everyone would have to like vacate the area as you see it just come crashing oh, down. Do people watch the Olympics? Yes, yes, yes yeah. they do. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, if it's not football, I don't know about it. <laughs> football. Right. Nick John says. Headed. Nick sent an answer in. He says Timo competes in the pole vault, and although he can only clear four feet, all his competitors mysteriously stumble right before the vault, and no one knows why. Ah, that's good. (laughs) Timo would win, get on the Wheaties box for pole vaulting. Uh, HV Lewis 100 says, uh, I'd like to, I'd also like, I'd like to try for the record for most answers to this game. So here we go. Oh RE Triple Jump, Annie Gymnastics, Ash Archery, Caitlin Shooting, Corky High Jump, Dr. Mundi Weightlifting, Fiora Fencing, Fizz Swimming, Hecarim Equestrian, Heimerdinger Sailing, Sailing, Irelia Balance Beam, Jax Decathlon, Karma Rhythmic Gymnastics, Kenton Men's 100 Meter, Leeson Taekwondo, Malphite Wrestling, Misfortune Women's 100 Meter Strut, Nautilus hammer throw. <laughs> Why did he just say 100 meters strut? Yeah, 100 meters strut. Oh, Nautilus, we, we need to start a petition. Nautilus hammer throw, Nidalee javelin, Pantheon diving, Sejuani equestrian, Tristana long jump, Wukong pole vault. Uh, so you just won the record for most answers to the game. Congratulations. Wow. HV Lewis. Yeah. So thanks for your answers, folks. <laughs> Wish we could I want read. a poker rap out of that. Hmm. I wish we could uh, read all of them, but like you said, we get a lot of these, and so we uh, try to pick out the very best. Continue to send those to team at lowelo.com. Now, we're going to go ahead and run another game here this week. This time, it's uh, we want you to win a game, and we want you to win a game against real players. And we want you to do it with an Ionic Spark in your vi- inventory. <laughs> yep. Bonus points if you tell us how awesome 
Ionic Spark is. <laughs> but uh, give us a screenshot at the of those end of game statistics showing that uh, you won and that you used this weapon. It's not as bad as people say. I I maintain it's not a lemon. And guys, don't cheat by selling your items at the end and then buying an item spark before the victory screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not classy. Um, Take your word for it. <laughs> what so about if they send? What about they send in a screenshot with Shen with the Ionic Spark? Because there's a lot of Shens that build Ionic Spark. That'd be well, kind of. And, and well, no, it's that's okay because more people should be building it on Shen because it's a good item for Shen. But there's still a lot who won't who just think it's bad. So I disagree. how bad. about how about <laughs> bonus points if you send in a picture of someone with an Ionic Spark that's not Shen? <laughs> Onyx Spark's bad. Onyx, okay. okay, that's bonus points with Christian. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, but just do it. Try it out, folks. Send us your screenshots. We'd love to see it. Um, because more people should be trying this out. Here's a hint. If you have a champion that you often find yourself alone in lane and have problems pushing that lane, try it out. Try it out. Or so don't get it on Yorick. Lane. Yeah, don't. Because <laughs> he has no problems pushing the lane. Right. Oh, my God. All right, so that, that's going to be our game. You can send your entries to team at lowelo.com. Make sure that you include your summoner name or an alias that you'd like us to call you by, because if all we have is your real name, we might not use it at all just to protect your identity from those who might steal it. No, actually send your name, your address, and your credit card number. Uh, no, not really. Don't do that. Don't, don't do it. Don't listen to Dave. Come <laughs> on, Copy will go buy skins with it. <laughs> and then he'll go to jail. And then the podcast will end. Yeah, you don't want the podcast to end. Right. So if you don't if you don't want the podcast to end, do not send your credit card information to copy. But speaking email. of my money, uh, last week on stream we uh, I gave away ten dollars of RP to the top support player. Shout out to Sanger2012 who played support Garen. Sanger. It was awesome. Yeah, Sanger2010, 20, I think it is. 2012, yeah. I think. Or is it 2012? Uh, I think uh, it's 2010. It doesn't uh, matter. Hey, whatever, yeah. I <laughs> See him in a low elo chat. It's Sanger something. The important but, thing uh, is we gave away free stuff, and that's awesome. Yeah, and support Garen, it worked against the Blitzcrank, because Blitz would pull him, and he'd be like, okay, I'll spit in your face, and it was awesome. Yeah, and suddenly Blitz is the one running away. Okay, yeah, good job. We continue to give away prizes and all of that stuff, and actually on the that line, um, we've had entries for the art contest uh, lately, and we've made a decision on that. Yeah, and I will obviously um, kick in here, and that is we're going to extend it because I've got a couple more people interested, um, but they're worried about the deadline. So we're going to extend that um, to a week after last time. So last time it was the 31st. We're going to extend it to the 7th. Yep. Um, and please, guys, keep, put, you know, Send anything in, even if it's silly. We've gotten some really great ones that aren't, you know, people, they're saying, oh, I don't draw very well. But even though they're not the best of drawings, the ideas behind it are really great. We, we, got, <laughs> we got one just today that was of a Yorick no, I Don't blender. give it away. Don't. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to give it away. I'm giving it away. I'm giving it away. It's awesome because it's a Yorick blender. Oh, you Yorick? No, or, not, I mean, Yee blender. Dirt. <laughs> Ah, uh, cut that out. Yeah. Fuck. No, it's just yeah, of the Yee Blender, and that was cool. I love yeah. it. 
All of us. All, all, all of us are in it. Yes, yeah, and we're all in the blender. The settings for the blender are push, feed, carry. Right. <laughs> so we we love it, guys. We love it. You know, put this stuff together. Send it to us. Um, we just happen to all of a sudden get a whole bunch of extra interest. So we're going to go ahead and give you the extra time that you asked for. We're giving you one extra week starting now. Tell your friends about it, too. Tell everyone about it. You don't have to be amazing at art. Just come submit. You never know what you may get yourself into because anything could happen. Your submissions will end up as my uh, desktop background. I've had like four (laughs) different ones be my desktop background. Yeah, yeah. So at the very least, you'll end up on uh, Copy's desktop background (laughs) on the stream sometime. So speaking of the stream, if you're interested in that, we still have regular streams going on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and we're picking up extra times all the time. We'll announce those as they become more regular, and we're picking up extra streamers. Lots of really cool stuff there. Make sure you check out Mr. Hacha, uh, Ace Trainer Eli, Ice Dark Knight, Phoenix Sniper, Slam Fist X, all these guys who are uh, out there streaming for us and hosting community 5v5s. It's a great way to involve yourself in the community and get in we there and play some, some games. We had some high-profile people stop by the stream on Saturday. Yeah, was I uh, in there? No. Oh. Other high-profile people, Collective <laughs> from Player POV, and uh, Uber Guitar Dude from the Yordles Very came cool. in and played a game on our stream. So, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, if you guys haven't played with the Yordles band before, they are an amazing um, Sony and Uber Guitar Dude. Uh, totally amazing guys. So please try to get a game in with them. They're really, really awesome. Yeah, preferably game on stream. But check it out. The best way to get in on those games is to make sure that you're present in the low elo chat room. Just go to your low or to your PvP client, the League of Legends client, and go to the chat room button and type in low elo, all one word. We've usually got well over 100 people in there. And even if we aren't streaming, just ask to set up a game. The number one most uh, frequent email that we get from people is talking about how easy it was to set up their first game in the low elo community and how awesome it was. So if you haven't done it yet, get in there and uh, start playing some games with people who are in it for the same reason you are, to have some fun. And and class it up. Yes, and class it up. So before I go through the contact reel, let's get our shout-outs. We actually... uh, we hit a milestone. We're at over 200 five-star reviews on the iTunes marketplace here in the United States. Not North America, in the United States. And, uh, you know, I wish we could read all of them, but uh, that would take more time for Christian than we want to give him. So I don't think I can last one of my impressions that long. But <laughs> right. I, uh... So you want to go through the uh, shout-outs for our most recent five stars here in the United States? All right, let's give this a shot. Let's see here. Uh, first we got... Eric Sexton, he, write, uh, he writes, can't see the Pulse Fire Jacks I thought you coming. were going to do an impression. I, I, don't want, I don't have one set up. Do you? Ooh. Man, Ooh. That's, that's like why everyone wants you to, to read these. They want you to do <laughs> an impression. All right, all right, well, then. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll do one in my King Trinimer voice. All right, there we go. <clears throat> it's time for some iPod review, iTunes reviews. Let's get this started. First, we have Eric Sexton. He writes, can't see the Pulse Fire Jacks coming for all the chest how this show has. We got 626 Swim, Jasmine2322, David Weaver, Ryan Hingdinger, uh, Dissing My Doll. That's an <laughs> odd little name right there. 
Kirby442 and Christy2.0. Thank you for the reviews, guys. It really helps the show. I, that's King Trindamere. That, I, I imagine <laughs> I think King Trindamere. I think has, that's hate mail incoming from uh, Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I imagine King Trindamere with like a British accent or that's uh, what I'm trying to go for. But I did that a lot when I played Trindamere and I got the King skin and I just. It was silly. Cool story, dude. <laughs> and I found $5. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you want to tell us about the time that you found $5 or send us hate mail about uh, Christian's King Trindamere voice uh, or, or, you know, what voice you'd like him to do in the next one, go yeah, ahead. Guys, guys, give me suggestions because I'm willing to try anything. Yeah. Like, seriously? He'll try anything. Anything that I can... But only if, out. but only if you email us at team at lowelo.com or if you hit us up on Twitter. You can find me. It's eat uh, at eatgamer. We've also got Dave over at lowelo. Dave Rin is Rin the Yordle, and Christian. If you'd like to send him some suggestions or you know comments, feedback maybe, then uh, just hit him up at ctf nineteen ninety. Then you mm-hmm. can also hit us up in the chat room that I've already mentioned. But probably the, the place where you want to go the most is going to be lowelo.com. There you can get all of our latest episodes. You can also participate in the discussions going on, ongoing there. It's where you can find our stream, any of the blog posts that we put up, and uh, usually the music from the latest episodes. But I'm going to admit I've been a little bit behind on that one. Sorry, I'll fix it. Don't worry. But... Uh, other than that, leave us a review when you have a chance on the iTunes store. That helps us out a lot. The fact that we got to 200 five-star reviews is huge for us. And we want to thank every single one of you for the role that you've played in that. It's a, it, I, I have a hard time communicating just how big of a deal that is to us. And we really love your feedback. Uh, and that's exactly what we want is feedback because we are here to serve you guys. We're here to uh, build this community. Other than that, I'm Jeff Wyckoff. AKA Wait, gamer. Uh, Wait, what, didn't we have did something else to say? Did we? Uh, the, the Legos dude. Oh, shoot. That's right. There's the Legos dude. Okay. But... I, I want to talk about this because uh, this is awesome. I just heard about this. Or Yeah. Uh, someone sent us an email about how they're trying to make like a, a Legos League of Legends set. And I, I emailed them back and said, this is an awesome idea. I will talk to Jeff and Dave about this. Yeah, and he's and, and he's actually put us. Yeah, and then he found five dollars. <laughs> no, that, that guy. He's actually posted some stuff on the uh, official forums. Gotten a lot of good, really good feedback. I've seen it too. We'll link it in the patch notes. But uh, if you, that, if that interests you, the uh, Lego League of Legends stuff, it's really really cool looking. So well, show yeah, this. And guy the some deal support. is, they need to get to ten thousand votes in order to make it real. Yeah. So and the links will be in the show notes. So just go check out that forum thread and and give them the give them help give them the votes they need. Yeah. If every one of you listeners out there were to uh, go and give them this guy the votes, uh, your one vote, we would do it single handedly. Yeah. <laughs> so the low elo uh, bomb. Yeah, the low elo bomb <laughs> will have dropped. So if you have a chance, check out our show notes. We'll give you a link so where you can go ahead and try and help make this a reality. Other than that, I'll, I'll resume there. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. With me, as always, has been Dave, a.k.a. Copy386. Yeah, I own Sparks by it. <laughs> and uh, then sure. there's also been uh, Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. 
Don't do sparks. Sparking's bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that way you, know, you just copy Dave. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Rin the Yordle, aka Rin the Yordle, at rintheyordle.org. Rin the Yordle. Slash Rin the Yordle. If you want to find me anything, it's Rin the Yordle, Rin the Yordle, Rin the Yordle, Rin the Yordle, Rin the You can make a rap out of that. Rin the Yordle. Okay, I'm done. All right. <laughs> Wait, can you, get that? can you say that again? I didn't get that. Where did I contact you? No, no, no. I'm going to go ahead and echo her statements. With that bombshell, we're done. Thank you for listening, everybody. And don't forget, stay classy, summoners. This is going to separate the good ice cream cone eaters from the great ice cream cone eaters.